The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Whew. Finally made it to Beersheba. But is this what you want for me, Lord? Let me set up an altar just for clarity. Jacob, Jacob. Here I am. I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Okay, that's all the clarity I needed. Now I'm about to get my wives, my sons, my daughters, and we're heading out to Egypt to reunite with Joseph. The story of Joseph is arriving at its final arc. After years of what seemed to be a cycle of highs and lows, he was finally able to reach a place of peace. And now he was even going to be reunited with his father, another man who knows all about struggles. In this episode, we will see the reunion of Jacob, who is now going by Israel and his entire family there in Egypt. We will also see Israel handing out blessings to his children. This week, our episode is based off of Genesis 46 through 50. Please be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. <laughs> this week, we are continuing the story of Jacob's children, Israel's children. We are back in the land of Egypt. It is going to be a uh, family reunion, some could say, of sorts. Hmm. Uh, Israel, who, you know, thought he lost Joseph. All right, the brothers thought they lost him too. <laughs> you went there last week. Where Joseph revealed himself, he none of them even say nothing. They were speechless. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, <laughs> no!" It's like it's like when you're watching a show, right? And you thought this character died. You know what yeah, I'm saying? My word. They come back. <laughs> like, what is happening? What is right. happening? I wonder how Jacob feel upon getting the news. I mean, they know the Bible says he was happy, right? Mm-hmm. But still, like the thing that I wasted all these years in sorrow. And you guys try live guiltless, not really guiltless, but you guys live punishment free this whole time. Just laughing they, in my face, trying yeah. to console me after you guys knew what you did. That's so crazy because they they did they probably just was like, it's a sad time, and and the <laughs> sadness that they felt or they expressed, you would think they were sad that he's gone, but they may have been sad that they sent him away. And mm-hmm. then some of them might have even been like, it is what it is. 
you know. But it is what it is. In their in their father's eyes, they it was his fault. Jacob felt like, you know, Jacob had right. I can't say what he felt like, but he would have had right to feel that way. Mind you, last week we see him put the blame on everybody else. So more than likely, he still thought it was their fault. You know, yeah. but he just he had no proof of that. So he, he probably felt complicit in this as well. But it's crazy because they they didn't have to. They didn't. They pled not guilty. Like you know what I'm saying. They did, they weren't guilty. Hey, and then I think Joseph still signed a bail. Yeah, yeah. He, no, don't worry. Don't feel bad. Look, mm-hmm. what you guys meant for evil, God meant for good. Mm-hmm. That man was too. He was too noble. Yeah, he, he was, pacified the situation. <laughs> he was too noble. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are picking up from Genesis 46. Genesis 46. It's starting off in verse 1. So Israel set out all that was his, and he reached Beersheba. He offered sacrifices to God of his father Isaac. And we see again, so now in verse 2, and God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob. So now we see again, God coming to someone in their dream mm-hmm. at night, a vision at night. And then, so I even found like another verse in Job, uh, Job chapter 33, 14 through 18. Uh, for God does not speak, no, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep, fall, when deep sleep falls on people and as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. I just want to do that to show that even Job is saying like God can come to people at night when they're in their deep sleep and present himself to them in a, in a dream or a vision of the night. Yeah, this was a dreaming family. <laughs> this was a dreaming family. Him and he, daddy, how they fair share dreams. Daddy, granddaddy, and great-granddaddy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Jacob replied, here I am. And God said, well, yeah, I am God of the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you. And I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Now we're seeing, so how, I, how I'm interpreting this from the Bible, we see that Jacob or Israel still had some reservations about going down to Egypt. Mm. And I can only fathom why, because it's like, well, God, you really want us to go down to this heathen nation, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. idol worshiping nation. You want us to actually be there and living amongst them. And I see my son in 13 years. I know what all type of habits he done pick up. Or I really know what I get myself into, really. It's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all just a lot to, to, to deal with at once, you know? Like, it's almost like a dream. Like, my son who passed away. <laughs> dream. Coming to me and I, he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, he's, he's like almost, he's comparable to the king of Egypt, you know? And he's saying, come move. The, it's, it's like a fairy tale, bro, like. I don't know, bro. I pretty, I pretty secure right here. <laughs> and then know? think about it too. Like I like you say that because now you see, yes, your, your sons came back with the chariots from Egypt. You're like, mm-hmm. really? Because mm-hmm. remember, he had faint, he had fainted when they came because it was so overwhelming at first. So he fainted, and then when he, when he, when he, um, when he, when he see the chariots, then he was able to put himself back together. All right, so this, it, okay, it's the truth you are telling. But that's still a lot to process, you know? Yeah. And then he said, like, go down to Egypt. I will be with you again. 
And you see God reiterates the promise again, like, I will make you a great nation. So we see this is the same promise that was made to Abraham. It's the same promise that was made to Isaac. And it's the same promise that God is still reaffirming to Jacob yet again in a vision yet again. I want, to make, a correct, I want to make a correction. Okay, he didn't faint. It said he was stunned. I think I just imagined that he fainted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Too much cartoons. Oh, no. Okay. The spirit of their father revived. That's what it says. And so I, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was, I was thinking of. You know what I'm saying? But my bot, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> All right. And then, so now, and then another interesting thing we see like God told Jacob that Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. So yeah, but you ain't, you, you ain't making it out of Egypt. Just letting. <laughs> and we see God's been like very direct with some people before, like Abraham, when God told him, yeah, okay, I'm going to make you a great nation, but guess what? Your people, your your children will have to go into bondage for like 400 years. Like God straight mm-hmm. up told Abram that in Genesis 15, 15, I'm, I'm going to look that up while we, while we talk. But uh, pick up in verse five. So then Jacob left Beersheba and his, and Israel's sons took their, took their father, Jacob, and their children and their wives in the cars that Pharaoh had sent to transport them. So Jacob and all his offspring went to Egypt taking with them their livestock and the, and, the, and the possessions that they had acquired in Canaan. Jacob brought with him to Egypt his sons and his grandsons and his daughters and his granddaughters and all his offspring. And so now in verse 8, we start getting into uh, the offspring of uh, Jacob. And it's pretty interesting to see some of these people get their shine because I would have mm-hmm. never known about them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Reuben... Reuben had uh, four sons. Interesting. Thought he was a little bit more of a lover than that. Simeon. Simeon. He might have plenty of daughters. Ah. <laughs> Simeon went ham. Not ham as in Noah's son, but he had a lot of kids too. Jim, Jim, Jamin, Ohed, Jaqen, Zoar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. I guess, you know, they special credit. <laughs> Levi had three sons, Jershon, Koath, and Merari. And Judah's children, we talked about in episode 18, but you know, Ur, Onan, Shelah. And then he also had two more, Perez and Zerah. But Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how the Bible reminds us about that. So Perez and Zerah, were, were those the church children of Tamar? I... I would assume so. <laughs> I if I if I was a betting man, yeah, yeah, I would wager that gamble. But then, I mean, back to the back to the live right marriage. I, I I have to see a more. I have to see how that would work because technically, you're not the brother, you're the father. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? I don't know. So how that's his sons. I would guess. So that's probably why they got mentioned here. Mm-hmm. And then we have. Issachar, who had uh, four sons, Tola, Pua, Jashib, and Shimron. Zebulun had three, Shered, Elon, not to be confused with Musk, and oh, Jalil. <laughs> and then we those, see, I'll uh, go first. Those were, those were the sons of Tamar as well. So that's to confirm. Those were the uh, same Tamar sons, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, look at Tamar getting no shine again. Mm-hmm. Verse 15, these are sons of Leah, Leah, who were born in Jacob in Padanaram. Besides their daughter, Dina, these, these sons and daughters were 33 in all. Oh, wow. Wow. Wait, hold on. Hold on, bro. 
but the 33 includes like the children and their offspring. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I did that math pre-pod. Because okay. <laughs> I got me I got me confused. Yeah. So like that 33 just now that could that, that includes the children and the grandsons. I, I should have done. Uh, I should have done that to subtract like the number of sons that we did so we can see how many women, you know, were. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we could do that on our own. <laughs> yeah. And the sons of God, Zephon, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. Sons of Asha, Imna, Esva, Isvi, Bira. Their sister was Sarah. Look at that. Another female got, a, got some shine. The sons of Berea, Heber, and Malkiel. I have no idea if I pronounced that right. Forgive me and all the butchering of some of these names. Just, mm. yeah, you know, forgive me. These children born by Zilpha, whom Laban gave to his daughter Leah, 16 in all. And now we get to Jacob's wife, Rachel. I like how she just, he, like the Bible just elevates all. <laughs> Joseph and Benjamin. In Egypt, Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asineth, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. The sons of Benjamin. Benjamin had some sons. Bela, Beaker, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hapim, and Ard. Okay. <laughs> These are sons of Rachel who were born, 14 in all. The sons of Dan, Hashim. Dan was simple, kept it simple. Mm-hmm. The sons of Neptali, Jazil, Guni, Jizar, and Shilim. That was a mouthful. I am oh. not reading these names anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. These were the sons born to Billa, whom Laban had given the daughter Rachel, seven and all. And so now, okay, now that all that got the listing done, we see that uh, those are his direct descendants, not counting sons' wives. <laughs> these people are going to shine. They number 66 people in all. With the two sons who had been born in Egypt, the numbers from Jacob's family, which were in Egypt, they went to 70 in all. So there was like Jacob a seven, I mean, but Jacob. think about the people who get like discounted. Yeah. Even bigger family. Yeah. And all the servants and stuff who also came with them too. Right. Because I was thinking about what happened to all the people y'all, y'all got from Shechem or what, what was it? Yeah, it was Shechem. When yeah, Levi and Simeon, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did y'all just leave them people? <laughs> like what happened? But who knows? And so we see uh, Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to, to get directions to Goshen. <laughs> when they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had, his, Joseph had made his chariot ready and went to Goshen to meet his father, Israel. I think the Bible just keeps on going between Jacob and Israel. Mm-hmm. As soon as Joseph appeared before them, he threw his hands around his father and wept for a long time. I think different versions say, you know, he fell on his neck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now it, now we see uh, reunited finally. I wonder what that moment was was for like was for Joseph, yeah. Like to finally see your father after all these long years, like to know that he's still alive. I want because I mean the last thing he had with his father, like all those peaceful memories, and the only memories he had with his father really and truly are those favorite mm-hmm. memories. So like after what thirteen years, it's a lot of catching up to do, bro. That's a lot of catching up to do. And probably more than 13 years at this point, because it would have been like 13. Because he was made, but like he was made thinking when he was 30 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it would have been, and then he- 30 plus, plus seven years. Yeah. 
And then they in the second year of farming. Yeah, so that's 22. Yeah. So 22 years, boy. Wow. Wow, bro. 22 years. And, and however much months it take them to go back and forth. You spend more time away from your fa- father and family than with, your with him. Yeah. yeah. Dang, 22 years, bro. Like, this is a, this a real reunion. This hmm. is like Jacob and Esau again. Right? For real? You know, and that's, that's interesting. So Joseph said to the brothers and his father, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh. I will say to him, my brothers and, fa- and my father's household who were living in Canaan have come to me. These men are shepherd, 10 livestock, and they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you and asks, what is your occupation? You should answer. Your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on, just as our fathers. Then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen first. All shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. That's crazy. It's an abomination for um, Egyptians to eat with Hebrews. And then all shepherds are detestable to, to Egyptians. These seem like a stuck up people to me. I know. And also too, like what I was, uh, different things I was reading just to like get some different background to it. They were saying like Joseph also told them to say this. So Pharaoh don't like break them up. Mm-hmm. And it was different, uh, different reasons too. They said like also, because see like the, like the version of the, like the version of Egypt people, most people have in their minds so, like, you know, the Sphinx and the Great Pyramids, like that desert wasteland. But the area where, where Goshen was, was like in the, uh, close by the Nile. And so it was like good pasture there. Like it was actually like green. Like it wasn't, it was a green part of Egypt. If you go on Google Earth, you'll see like some green parts. Be like that, that, that's kind of where Gosh, Goshen was back in the days. It was close by the Nile in, in the Delta. So mm-hmm. part of the other half was also like the uh, Egyptians part too. So also they didn't want Pharaoh to like break them up and make them like, you know, work for them and like kind, of, kind of stuff. So they're saying, okay, say y'all, say y'all, say y'all shepherds. Cause, you know, so like Pharaoh, make sure y'all just stay together. Like y'all could just stay in y'all own little corner over there. Mm-hmm. It was also like an attempt to like make sure they don't as much as they could not to really intermingle with the Egyptians and their culture. Yep. So now we're in chapter 47 and we see Joseph went to Pharaoh. You know, give her this big announcement. My fathers and my brothers, but their flocks and herds and everything they own have, came, have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them to, before Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And so now we see, they, they, they essentially say exactly what Joseph, was, Joseph told them to say. We are shepherds, just as our fathers was. We have come here to live for a while because the famine is in the land in Canaan and your servants Flocks have no pasture, so now please let, let your servants settle in Goshen. And then Pharaoh said to Joseph, your father and your brothers have come too, and the land is Egypt is before you settle. Your father and your brothers in the best part of the land mm. live in Goshen. And if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Mm. That's crazy. Joseph should have been like, how would I know? How would I know who's special? <laughs> you can't say I've been here for the last 20 some years. Mm-hmm. I already clouded, but that's interesting though. But because how how are shepherds detestable, right? But you got your own livestock. Mm. Understand what I said? Like it just it'd be like to me, it's just funny the type of stuff. But they might just have like all kind of foreigners just doing their livestock for them. 
That's what he's saying. It's the social constructs with people is put mm-hmm. on you. It ain't nothing wrong with doing these things, but you look down on people who do these things, you know, because it's always something to divide humans, you know? Yeah, but because it's so funny, right? Because I'm like, yeah, you're looking out on people, but at, at the end of the day, somebody got to do it. Like, especially y'all in Egypt, like yeah. y'all, you know, y'all was eating a bunch of meat. So someone got to raise these cattle and these I guess pigs, whatever else they all eat back in the day, chicken. Like someone got to raise them, but like someone got to raise the sheep. Someone got to great, like someone got to do it. So like, <laughs> but then you, someone got to do it, but then you can hate them for doing it. But you need it done. You need it done. It's it's interesting, yeah, exactly. man. Just yeah, there's a messed up human human philosophy is at, at times. Mm-hmm. And then in verse seven, something I actually wanted to point out. Like then Joseph brought his father Jacob, I presented before Pharaoh, and Jacob. Blesses Pharaoh. <laughs> and like, it's kind of overlooked in the Bible. Like when people read that, and especially when I read it, but I was like, hold on, let's think about this. Like, you're coming in my land and you're blessing me. Hmm. Whereas I'm supposed to be blessing you. Because clearly I don't, in human hmm. construct, I don't need, like, what are you blessing me for? <laughs> yeah. But then it's, it's so crazy because now you see like Jacob already had an encounter with, with God the other night. Well, mm-hmm. not the other night, but you, you, you know what I'm trying to say. He, that, yeah. that night he wrestled with God. So he's like, I don't, I don't need to be humble before a king because I've already been with the king. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, I could, come in your, I could come in your line and bless you because at the end of the day, I know I'm more blessed than you. As weird mm-hmm. as it seems. And, 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 like, <laughs> huh? and at the same time, you know, Pharaoh trusts the Most High God because he see what he do through Joseph. So there's something mm-hmm. you can't, it's undeniable. Like he, it ain't going to be no ego. If you, if Joseph was able to bless the land just because of him and Joseph daddy won't bless me. Oh yeah, I take it out. You know what I mean? It ain't going to be no pushback from that. Real. And we see Pharaoh was, I think like Pharaoh was saying, true, like, how old are you? <laughs> 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 How old are you? <laughs> you know, you say, you know, I, I, through the years of my pilgrimage, uh, 130, mm-hmm. my years have been few and difficult, mm-hmm. and they do not equal the years of my pilgrimage of my fathers. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, like, just saying, like, yep, 130. Like, it's just so interesting just thinking about being the back in the times, like, Pharaoh's like, yo, how old are you? Oh, I'm 130. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's- and then he's saying his years were few. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you 130, but he's saying, yeah, I ain't that old. <laughs> I lived that long, but <laughs> I don't have that much years on me, but yeah, but it wasn't like easy. In, he's like in comparison, like, you know, he said, it's know. a hard 130, though. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> These highway miles only, bro. <laughs> boy, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> we see he, he blessed her and he went away. So, J- so Joseph settled, with, settled this with his father. And his, bro- and his brothers in Egypt, and they gave them property and in the best part of the land and in the district of Ramses, as Pharaoh directed. Ramses, in popular Egyptian name. Mm-hmm. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food according to the number of their children. So Joseph, I mean, when you're really in charge of the land, you could work it out like that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So now we see, oh, so this part, like Joseph and the famine, like this part was really interesting to me. So now we see Joseph now, he's in charge, right? And we and the Bible already starts that there was no food in Egypt or Canaan. 
and everyone was like wasted away for the farm because of the famine. No, Joseph was collecting all the money to be found in Egypt and Canaan as payment for the grain they were buying. Because I mean, as we see, even with when uh, the Hebrew brothers, Jacob's children came to Egypt, they they had to pay for this grain. So even though you know, God gave Pharaoh the vision and Joseph did all the preparation for it. They saying this grain ain't for free. Y'all still gotta pay for this. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. <laughs> hey, I have no qualms with this right now. But um, so now we see. So now, so, but this was interesting. So now we see. Okay, when the people uh, made to Egypt in Canaan and all Egypt, they came to Joseph and said, "Give us food. Should we die before your eyes? All our money is gone." Joseph said, "Okay, sure, I'll give you food. You ain't got no more money. Bring your livestock." Well, this was a business mind, bro. Wait. Smooth negotiator. You had free, bro. Bring yes. your livestock. I will sell you your livestock for the green. You want to eat? We need some more livestock. So Joseph got all the he got all the horses, their sheep, their goats, their cattle, their donkeys, and he said, "Okay, y'all give me these. Y'all get food. Cool." The next year, they come again. We cannot hide from you the fact that all our money is gone and our livestock already. You, you can't even hide <laughs> Think about it. During this past year, we was eating, right? But we ain't had no other way to make money. because, <laughs> And then we ain't had no more livestock to multiply to come back and say, you know, bing, to like to bring you back. Just say, you know what? We can't, you, you, we ain't had no money last year. You ain't nothing changed. So we ain't got no money this year. You take our, you, you take our livestock last year. So we can't hide this from you. So you say, you know what? But guess what? We still need to eat. Why should we perish before you? We and our land as well. Joseph was like, oh, land, you say? <laughs> <laughs> land, you say? <laughs> land? They say, buy us our land in exchange for the food. Mm. And we with our land will be in bondage to Pharaoh. Give us seeds so that we may live and not die. And that the land may not become desolate. Mm. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh. Mm. The Egyptians, one and all, sold all their fields because the farmer was so severe and the whole land became Pharaoh's. Mm. Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. How he did not buy the land of how he did not buy the land of the priests because they received an atonement from so essentially received like a like a I guess tax or I wouldn't even say it right now. They, they received like a little uh, payment. They, they received a stimulus package from Pharaoh mm-hmm. to keep them afloat. So they, they, they didn't need Joseph. They, they didn't need to like buy the stuff from Joseph. Well, they didn't need to like, you know, give up the land for Joseph. And the people said to Joseph, now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is your seed so you can plant the ground. So Joseph said, guess what? <laughs> Now that y'all sell me your land, there you go. Y'all, y'all can go plant now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when the crop comes, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. And the other four fifths you may keep as a seed for the fields and the food for yourselves and the household for your children. You have saved our lives, they said. We find favor in the eyes of your Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. So Joseph established it has a law concerning the land of Egypt still enforced to this day, the time of this writing. 
that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only in the land of the priests that did not become Pharaohs. Mm. So that was interesting. Joseph was a shrewd negotiator, smooth operator, some would say. And that's the thing, bro. So far, everybody Joseph ever worked for end up getting blessed, bro. Blessed upon blessed. Yo, wow. if, if, if we were to make it to those blessings, man, it's gonna be some it's gonna be some stuff and some uh enlightened stuff we could point out in the down because like those blessings were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But okay, so yeah, now the Israelites were in Goshen, like we said, and they acquired property there and they were fruitful and increased in regular in, increased greatly in number. God was multiplying their seed. The stars shall be of the, the, like the, the stars the, in heaven. As innumerable as the stars and the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a lot. It's a lot. You ever realize when you go to the beach, you always just bring sun home, but the beach sun never decreases? So just imagine Ooh. being as the sun of the... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that wasn't even the be deep. That wasn't even the be deep. <laughs> that was not even the be deep. <laughs> All right. Jacob lived in Egypt 17 years. So now, I mean, that's just pretty cool. So like he was 130 when he got there. Right? You thought this was finished. And he's like, nope, still got some more left in me. I mean, well, at least you get to spend 40 years with your son, though. That's beautiful. I think. So that's 17, really. Oh, you mean all, all together? Wait, wait. What, what That'll be say? like 30 years together. Oh, it's a, you always say 140? I don't know. 147. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought I thought I see 70. My bar, 170. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you get to spend them, t- you, get, you, bet, you get to spend that time with your son overall. You know what I mean? So. You get, to, you get the bounce bar. So now we see when the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for Joseph and said to him, I have, if, if I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Who does remind you of mine? Eliezer and Abraham. <laughs> we see the custom is still around, folks. The custom is still around. I thought it died, but. You got to make this oath. Your hand how much, come. How much oath did I see? Without this, <laughs> there was a live live in them that make old. Um, Jacob and and Jacob sell his he saw um, sell his birthright with that old. You know what I'm saying? You see this 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 different. That was a eh? playful old. Yeah, Jacob say, "Bye, this 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 be I serious about this. This ain't no play play day." Mm-hmm. I think I think it's one of them where it's like I bought this I bought though I bought a die oath. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ah, uh, yeah, that's my last the, request. Oh, type. yeah, because that, that that that's that's really when Abraham did him and Eliezer do the hand placing and under the thigh. Yep. <laughs> but and so pretty much Jacob's last request was like, "Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me in the land they are buried. I will do as you say. Swear to me." <laughs> <laughs> He said, and Joseph swore to him, and Israel worship, and he leaned on the top of his staff. So, like the one thing I do, I guess, appreciate about this is that you know, last time when Isaac called for for Esau in and say, "I feel like I'm about to die," my man still lived like what fifty more years after that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Jacob was like, "I ain't doing all my daddy do it. I getting it right." Yeah, Jacob's like, "No, I I've seen what this can cost." Mm-hmm. I'm making sure when I hand out these blessings, it is going to be at the right time. Exactly. So now in 48, we see uh, sometime later, Joseph was told, 
hey, your father is ill. I wonder how Joseph felt about that. Because I'm like, he's old. He's 147, guys. <laughs> so he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, along with him. Manasseh and Ephraim. And when, and when Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you, his, Israel rallied his strength and sat up on the bed. Mm. So we could see he was kind of weak. Couldn't really stand up or, or sit up. But he said, you know what? Oh, Joseph's here. I'm a muscle, the last little bit of strength I got. Mm. And so Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty has appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan. And there he blessed me and said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful, increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples. I will give you this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Now, okay, Jacob born. I mean, now your two sons born to you in Egypt become before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Reckoned as mine. Keep in mind, because that's actually pretty important. Ephraim and, mm-hmm. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon were mine. Mm-hmm. Any children born to you after them will be yours. In the territory they inherit, they will reckon under the names of their brothers. As I return from Padan, I, to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan while we were still on our way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there besides the road to Ephrath. That is Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And so like right there, I wanted to point out some of the significance of what he just said. So if we remember correctly, and I think we touched on this in episode uh, 17. So Reuben's sin was he you know, slept with Dan and Naphtali's mother, Bila. Mm-hmm. And as we see, he kind of discredited himself from uh, receiving the birthright. Reuben was the first son. So he, decred- he discredited himself from receiving the birthright and any blessings, really and truly. So it's, like, it's almost like when, um, that's kind of different, but no and harm, when no, I just kind of cursed harm. Like, bro, what are you doing? Now, mm-hmm. so Reuben discredited himself from the blessing. And Simeon, let you talk about Simeon. <laughs> Simeon is a homicidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if we really want to, uh, if we really want to continue his lineage. Like, That was a great way to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, so, Joe, so, so Jacob was saying, okay, so Joseph, you have two sons. They mine now. So now, and this is important to point and point on because in the twelve tribes of uh, Israel, there is no tribe of Reuben and there's no tribe of Simeon. Yep. There is a tribe of Manasseh and there is a tribe of Ephraim. So Joseph's children legitimately became the twelve. Well, the last two of the twelve tribes of 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 uh, of each, uh, Israel. It's funny to me. I just wonder why. And maybe you could speak to it, maybe not. But why Joseph never get a tribe? You know, like I get that it's it is continued through from Manasseh, and that might just even be a bigger flex too, because now you get two tribes essentially, because of two of them tribes come from you. But I just wonder why Joseph never. I mean, Joseph have a tribe? Uh, did he? I mean, he, he, it's weird. Is weird. Um. Oh, he does have a tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does, does have a tribe. Have, oh yeah, my bad. So he have a tribe. I his two brothers have a tribe. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, Alex Sainz of a of a tribe, I meant. Yeah, because he's a part he of. Had, he yeah, he's a big. Yeah, I mean, see, and I forget that that's in the prayer, but like, I just just don't hear about the tribe. You know what I'm saying? Like later on, it's like certain tribes that you do hear about. You hear about Ephraim and Manasseh. You hear about Levi. You hear about Judah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like I mean, I, I don't. I just yeah. don't, Joseph. I think it's like some tribes have they shine in moments. Because mm-hmm. it's like really and truly Judah's. Like we, we, we didn't talk about Judah. And we even like kind of mentioned again in this same episode. But as we want to see in the blessing, Judah still got the uh, messianic uh, prop, uh, uh, blessing. Mm-hmm. Judah got that uh, Levi who was right there with Simeon, but he got the... Uh, Priestly blessing. That show me Levi was just a tag along, man. <laughs> he wasn't really a, a ringleader. No, man. He wasn't really... Oh, he could have changed. Bing. You know what I mean? That's probably what it is. Yeah, probably so... So now we see uh, in verse 9 in uh, chapter 48, picking up from verse 9, these are the sons God has given me, Joseph said to his father. And Israel said, bring them to me so I may bless them. Now we see, you know, 347. I, you know, would think his eyes are failing. And the Bible says the same thing. His eyes were failing because of old age. He could hardly see. So as Joseph brought his sons close to him, his father kissed and embraced them. <laughs> Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see you again. And now God has allowed me to see your children too. That's a big line. Cause think about it, man. I literally thought you were dead. Right? I mean, like, I didn't even think you were alive. Like, oh. <laughs> that's a better way. But I didn't think you were alive anymore. Let alone having kids. God, God is so good that before I die, I'm not even. I'm not only able to see you. I'm still able to talk to your children and bless them and impart some knowledge on them before I leave. Amen. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought? So now we see Joseph removed them from Israel's knees. So, and he bowed down with his face in the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim, on his right towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. And then Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head. And, and though he was the younger, interesting, and crossing his arms, he put the left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Hmm. Uh, so Joseph set up, he put them in place. Yeah. For blessing, and he bypassed that knee crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy say, I, I might be old, but I know what I'm doing. Yeah, because guess what? My right hand giving the bigger blessing to the old, to giving the firstborn blessing. Or my uh-huh. left hand giving the lesser blessing. Mm-hmm. So you ain't gonna trick me. You ain't gonna trick me. See, because he could have really just put his left hand first and blast first. You know what uh-huh. I mean? But no, the left hand was going to give the, the second born blessing. No, no, no. <laughs> but man, I, I, and we're going we, we gonna to see Joseph's reaction to this, right? Yeah. But I'm like, my next thing. Anyway, so in verse 15, he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked faithfully, the God of who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from harm, may he bless those boys. May they be called by my name and the names of the fathers, Abraham and Isaac. May they increase greatly on earth. 
us a couple of things from this blessing. This ain't the Israel of last episode who was saying that all things are against me. <laughs> we see he has a new tone now yeah. because nothing here in this blessing harkens back to any of his troubles. Mm-hmm. You see, God is being faithful. God is my shepherd all the days of my life. The angel who delivered me from harm. From all harm. All harm. Mm-hmm. Like, ultimate blessing. And now you're saying, may these boys be called by my name. And the names of the fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And it was always the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Or Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. And may they increase greatly on earth. And when Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's <laughs> head, he was displeased. Please. Joseph like, what, what are you doing? Hey, hey, imagine Joseph, you going out your way to do this. I already set them up like you say. I set them up. You going out. Who crisscrosses their hands? Right. Right. Form I a want, blessing. I wonder why he had to be this. Please though, bro. Like, because he, because you could, bro, when you crisscross, that shows intentionality. You know what I mean? I'm like, why you let them go on one at a time? Father, this, this is Ephraim. Father, this is Manasseh. <laughs> And it's, eh? funny, it's funny too because <laughs> no, he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that because they show he had a story about his daddy. His <laughs> daddy. Where are they going one at a time? <laughs> and and one jumped the line. It didn't work out. <laughs> so I hear and I got all two of them right there and I go make sure the only one getting was what, what his what is what is what is deserved of him. You know, eh? that's why I used to say <laughs> Anyway, but you see, like you see how you see how emboldened Joseph got. Joseph was like, hold on. He started to take. He, he grabbed, he grabbed Jacob on. I was like, no, daddy. The first one over here. Man. You don't know what you're doing. Man. Give me this. You blind. This old man. He, he done messing it up. Let me, let me help him. Hey, Jacob was like, hold on. I know my son. I know. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, bro. I was He's, a younger brother before who, <laughs> who had to, who was entitled to this blessing, bro. Eh? You know what I mean? Like you say, Joseph should have de- delved into the story more. Hey, eh? the younger will rule over the <laughs> older. <laughs> Joseph missed mm-hmm. that story. Isn't it? Mm-hmm, exactly. He's talking to the younger one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jacob was like, yeah, Jacob I know what I'm doing. Jacob know how to handle these yeah, boy. Jacob's like, boy, this, this me. <laughs> He's a never easy. Guess what? I pin you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, where we yeah, at? Where we? Just, Go for it. No, just Joseph first rodeo. Mm-hmm. Joseph first rodeo. He said, like, no, no, no. I does this. All right. <laughs> I don't even need to see the do it. See what I said? <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I think we're either on 17 or 18. I know. So 18. My, he's on 18. No, my father. This one's the first one. Put your hand. Put your right hand on his head. J- J- Jacob was like, I know my son, I know my son. He too will become a people and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he. <laughs> mm. right. And his descendants will become a group of nations. Mm. Ouch. Well, I mean, they both being blessed. But just imagine being the, the, the older brother there. What you saying, man? You, you telling me I'm going to be great as him? Really? Really? Mm. <laughs> and the, good, the best thing about this is that you ain't gonna live to see your nations and nations. You might mm-hmm. see two, three generations, but you ain't really gonna see nations, nations. So that's just something you guys gotta know. Money, you you know what? If I was Jacob, I'd have bust on Jay on Joseph. I'd have say, Money, just how you had that dream mm-hmm. 
like you know, couple couple decades ago, mm-hmm. that we would bow down to you. This younger brother, as you were also the younger brother then, mm-hmm. will be greater than his older brother. Exactly. So you've mm. been there too, Joseph. You <laughs> might have even been the youngest at the time. Maybe, maybe not. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, so you you should know. You should you should be okay with this. You should be okay with this. This shouldn't be new to you. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, he blessed them that day and said, Jacob, that is, in your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. He put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh, which is true because on the tribes, Ephraim, I think yeah, Ephraim is the 11th tribe, I think. Anyway, I, I, I never knew them. Yeah, anyway, I could fact check myself on that. So then Israel said to Joseph, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to the land of your fathers. And to you, I give one more ridge of land. To your brothers, the ridge I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. So we see now Jacob saying, guess what? I'm about to die for sure. But guess what? The God that we serve will take you guys back to your land before, I mean, at some point. Some point. And then he also leaving them more land. It's a good father. Have stuff to leave to your kids. It's now in verse, I mean, chapter 49. This is where we get into it. This is where we get into it. So now in chapter 49, I just called the blessings. Uh, Jacob blesses his sons. So Jacob called for all his sons. Guess what? Come on, gather around. I have a story to tell. <laughs> but he said, gather around so I can tell you what, ha- what will happen to you in the days to come. So now uh, you can just imagine all, all, you know, 12 of them shuffling into the room. Mind you, Ephraim and Manasseh just got their blessings as the last two tribes of Israel. So now we see, assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father, Israel. I just like using his names. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. I can just imagine Reuben there just feeling so good. Happy, yeah. Smiling, smiling. Oh, oh, oh. Excellent. Yes, that's me. Power. Yeah, I'm, I'm strength. Oh, yeah, I got that. I got that. Hey, mm-hmm. eh? but okay. you had a little record scratch. Plot, plot twist. Mm-hmm. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. Wow. You went up into your father's bed onto my couch and defiled it. That's crazy. One thing I wanted to mention, though, mm-hmm. my mind is still is we thinking they used to be in tents all the, tents all the way through. This one talking bed and couch. Furniture. <laughs> You see what I said? Yeah. <laughs> the times like, have changed, man. Just- yeah, because I, because they, they, because they've, they've mentioned their tents in the past, but mm-hmm. this sound like y'all had buildings and stuff too. You know, because yeah, I, 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 I think they legit, legitimately settled in Canaan, mm-hmm. the point in time. So it wasn't no more tents. Like we ain't like traveling through the desert to get the place to place more. We don't need to, like set up tent here for a night. No, we was in Canaan chilling. We ain't gonna yeah, be in tents for no more. There. Yeah, like <laughs> we legit, legitimately living there. Like you think they go into Egypt to live in tent? Yeah, all these big no. See, but but think about it. He and the father couch in Egypt because we know Egypt had the certain structures. 
But that couch was barking maybe put down around or maybe oh, yeah. sometime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man. And so just to reiterate, Ruben slept with Billo again. So well, not again, but he slept with Billo, and that disqualified him from any blessings, as you can see. Because there's nothing, there was no good there. You will no longer excel because of this is what happened. And now, uh, you know, this Kazi favorite part. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Boy. Their swords are weapons of violence. Mm. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly, for they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung as oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fast, and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Poetic. <laughs> but I'm thinking about let me not enter their council, let me not join their assembly. That make me think like their relationship after that, just I just didn't even really want to be around them for real. You see what I'm saying? Because remember mm-hmm. what your boy say. Simeon is no more. Simeon was Simeon was more. He was he was very alive. Like uh-huh. it was a simple thing you could have do to get Simeon back, but he's already like, yeah, Simeon, Simeon done. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know if that's if he if, if that meant that he just didn't spend a lot of time with them after. I could see that, like, cause that's like that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow that your sons are such mur- murderers of that <laughs> caliber. But then it could also mean like um let no one be around them or hang around people like this, you know. And then the next thing too is like uh I know when they got back to Canaan. If I'm not mistaken, like Simeon's tribe was the smallest, well, his group, I guess, was the smallest group by the time they got back there. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. That is very interesting. And there's also, I think, uh, talking in, in, uh, in Exodus after the calf of something like that tribe too, where they got like scouted. But I'll have to go back and double check that. And so now we see uh, Judah. Aha. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor will the ruler's staff from between his feet until he whom it belongs shall come and the obedience of the nation shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to a cho- to the choicest branch. He will wash the garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. In the blood of grapes, bro. This guy was in his bag for Judah, bro. <laughs> yeah. He was in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> but so... So now here's the thing. So the crowning birthright blessing was actually transferred to Judah because he was next in line. Because that skipped Reuben, it skipped Simeon, and it skipped Levi for their act from from their act because of their actions and their deeds. Mm. So really and truly, because now, so like since they kind of forfeited the birthright from what they did, it rolled down, and Judah was next in line. So I wouldn't say it was by coincidence, but Judah got the blessing that really should have been Reuben's or Simeon's or Levi's. But that's why Judah ended up with the, with the messianic blessing. Yep. And so now we see that's why it was so good. Like your brothers and stuff will praise you. Your hand will be in the neck of your enemies. All your father's sons will bow down to you. 
And then we see some of the, his scepter will not depart from him, nor the ruler start from between his legs until he whom it belongs shall come. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, like you see, like those, it was just that emphasis, like, nah, this is really going to be a good, like you, some good going to come from you, Judah. Even though you did your, what you had to do, some good mm-hmm. don't come from you. Mm-hmm. But he so didn't fall for this birthright, basically. No, he didn't fall for, he didn't fall for the birthright. <laughs> she she put the one two on him, but he he ain't fall for that. Yeah, <laughs> he might have lose his dignity, but he kept the keepy bird right. Yeah. So now the rest of the brothers, their their blessings were pretty short. Zebulun will live by the seashore, and he will become a haven for ships. His border will extend towards Sidon. Ishakar is a raw bone donkey. Sounds like Ishmael. <laughs> Oh, Laying down good. among the sheep pens, when he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Wonder what's going on with Issachar, bro? That don't sound too much of a blessing to me. Anyway, no. <laughs> moving on to Dan. <laughs> Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heel so its rider tumbles backward. <laughs> like somebody is really funny, man. Okay, yeah. I will look for your deliverance, Lord. God will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher's food will be rich and he will provide delicacies fit for a king. Nephtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Hmm. Now we get to Joseph. Yeah, now he's getting his bike. Again, you know, this is the favorite son. Yeah. Hey, this is the favorite son. So you know some blessings about to come from, come from him. Yeah, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine in every spring, whose branches climb over a wall with bitterness. Archers attacked him. They shot him with hostility. And mm. they, but his head... But his bow remained steady. His strong arm stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the almighty who blesses you with the blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs of below, blessings from the breast of womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age old hills. Let the rest, and all these rest on the head of Joseph. And on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Mm. I like how we kind of sum up Joseph's life story there. Yeah. And was essentially like, you know what? Because of all you went through, your brothers attacked you, <laughs> but you didn't let it bring you down. And because of God, and he really went in his by to describe the blessings of God and the greatness and majesty of God. The deep springs below the breast and the womb, the skies above, the almighty God who blesses you, the father of God, the shepherd, the rock of Israel, the one mighty one of Jacob. Like he went in his bike just now, but he's saying because of God, you know, you, you still was able to come, from, come, come out and rise on top. And now you still are the prince among all of your brothers. And Benjamin just went, he's a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. 
So that was interesting. <laughs> all, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what, what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each them blessing, each of them blessing appropriate to him. So, I mean, they also got like the divided up inheritance and stuff like that too. And then the death of Jacob. Then he gave them instructions. I'm about to be gathered to my, uh, uh, to be, I'm about to get, I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bear me with my fathers in the cave at Ephron, the Hittite, the cave at Machpelah, Nam, Mamre, and Canaan, which Abraham, I was just going to say, this is the same cave that Abraham, remember, if you guys should remember going back to, I can't remember which episode it is now, but the same episode when he was saying, uh, yeah, man, pretty much negotiating with the guy to buy the cave because the guy didn't want to give him, but Abraham was so adamant in paying for this cave because mm-hmm. I don't, I, let me bless you, please. <laughs> exactly. So we see Abram and Sarah were buried in that cave. Um, uh, yeah, Isaac and Rebecca were buried in that cave. And Jacob also buried Leah there. And we mentioned before how, I mean, he would have liked to bury Rachel there, but Rachel died when they were still traveling back. So they buried Rachel on the journey back by the weeping willow. Oh, it's out Deborah. But anyway, so yeah. Rachel didn't make the cut to make, make it in the cave, unfortunately. But that's where Jacob was saying, yeah, I want to be buried there. So when Jacob had finished giving instruction to his sons, we see he said, okay, I have done what I've been placed here on earth to do. He put his feet back up in the bed to lay down and he breathed his last breath. Mm. Oh my. So now that brings us to Genesis 50. So we see Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. And then Joseph instructed the physicians to embalm his father. And we know, I mean, just from modern time, we know Egyptians were really big on embalming their dead. They were like, they were nice, bro. I don't know if they like invented this technology, but the Egyptians had it down pock. Yeah, because even, even, and you know it's it's kind of weird that people dig up graves because like where 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 else do they do that? You know what I'm saying? But in Egypt and stuff like that's that's it's kind of sick to think about. But uh, but Egyptians were really really good at preserving because it's like apparently the people who've been dead for hundreds of years or even thousands of years. I don't I don't I don't really trust the the years thing, but they've been there for quite some time over a century. Yeah, for a couple 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 thousand years. I mean, shoot, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, but sometimes people just put an extra sauce on, you know. Yeah, just put like extra sauce. But like, I mean, like <laughs> Joseph in this time would probably be honestly like, like, just say we found the tomb of Joseph and Joseph was in that tomb. He would be easily like 5,000 years old. Right. And and some of them, some of them mummies look really good. Mm-hmm. They, they look good for the age. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so needless to say, the Egyptians are really good at embalming and preserving their dead. Yeah, so now... uh. Jacob got treated to the, I guess, with this part, like the Egyptian portion of it, because you see Jake, Jacob declared essentially what we have now is like a state of mourning. So we see all of Egypt mourned for him 70 days. Wow. So the embalming took 40 days, and then the Egyptian mourned for him 70 days. When those days of mourning has passed, Joseph says to Pharaoh's court, if I have found faith in your eyes, Speak to Pharaoh for me and tell him my father. So, I mean, here's the thing. I'm like, anybody in Egypt can't say 
Joseph didn't have favor in any of the eyes because Joseph really led to Egypt's prosperity during this time. Boy, first of all, I save y'all. Yeah, from all dying. That's number one, right? Number, number two, two I, I make you some money. A lot of money. Then after I take everybody's money, I take their cattle. And after I take everybody's cattle, I take their land. And this was a fair exchange. And they happy for it because they would have died otherwise. You know what I'm saying? I work something out for them. You know? It's even more than their land, bro. I, bro, I took them themselves, bro. I pretty much made them servants to Pharaoh. Right. And then everything they did, we were still eating off of. Exactly. Know, like and I implement that as a, like, as a, as a, Tradition, you know? A mandatory tax going forward. Exactly. My father made an oath, an, an oath and said, I'm about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. He said, now let me go and essentially fulfill my father's last wish. And we know Pharaoh loved Joseph so much. I feel like Joseph could ask Pharaoh anything. And Pharaoh was like, yeah, bro, go for it. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh was like, I'm like, what you coming to me for? And even before Joseph do so, so much, even just off of the farming thing, Pharaoh was already like, I'll give your family the best of everything. You know what I'm saying? And this, this was a generous Pharaoh. Like, it, it didn't seem like he had a big ego or anything. And then we see, like, Jacob had what we would call now, like, a state funeral. Because not only did Joseph and his brothers go, like, the entire Egyptian court went. We see the Bible say all of Pharaoh's officials accompanied Joseph and the dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides the members of, the, of Joseph's household and his brothers and those who belonged to his father's household. Only the children and the flocks were left in Goshen. Wow. Chariots and horsemen also went with them. Like, this was like a huge extravagant. Because when you think about it, everybody in Gosh in Gershon, they were all descendants mm-hmm. or wives. You know what I'm saying? So he literally was the patriarch of that whole city. Like I fathered all of you in the literal sense, you know? Yeah. And so everybody had a direct connection to Jacob. And so that was, that's a big blow. His funeral was bigger than Isaac. Would. We didn't yeah. know. Probably bigger than Abraham. Would do, like. And then all these people just, I mean, I shouldn't say all these people, but all these Egyptians just brown nosing Joseph. And was like, yep. Yeah, for sure. This, uh, and- it's our top ranking general, and he he's in deep mourning. Let's just go to show our support. Maybe we maybe we might find favor in his eyes. <laughs> but then at the same time, you never know. As they custom, they might do funerals a certain way too. So it's like this a big funeral because this is a big person's father who died anyway. So it's like yeah, but we gotta do it big for this, you know. Yeah. So now we see they went there, they buried him, and when they were coming back. No, everything was good. And so now Joseph's brothers, picking up in verse 15, got scared, paranoid. Guess they were still feeling guilty about they, their sins. You see, they started talking amongst themselves. What if Joseph still holds a grudge against us and pays us back for the wrongs we did to him? You can see, man, when you carry that guilt in your heart, it's hard to let that go sometimes. Boy, Joseph ain't even thinking about that. Joseph, like, bro, we good. Like, Joseph, like, you can really see, like, this one, like, when this is like the furthest thing from your mind. Bro, we've been good for like 17 years, bro. <laughs> Literally. What? We have moved on. <laughs> hey, and I can imagine Joseph. I never expected really to see y'all again either. So right. in my mind, I've been good for some time. 
<laughs> yeah, like bro, seriously, bro. I never really even sit and plan to have revenge. Like just, just the 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 stuff that I put y'all through for those couple of days. That's that's the most out of me there, bro. Like it's done now. It's just to see if you like, guys I change. <laughs> I, I have a life, bro. Come on, now. I legitimately have a country to run. <laughs> yeah, like I don't got time for all of that, but what is it gonna benefit me, bro? Let me see. Your father left instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now, please forgive us of the sins of your servant of God, of our father. When their message came to Joseph, Joseph cried. I guess he was like, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His brothers came and threw themselves before him. We see they bowing down before him again. We are your slaves. Joseph said, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Do you intend, you intend, you intended to, intended to harm me? But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. That's the sweet of him. And then we see the death of Joseph. Mm. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family for, and he lived 110 years. So Joseph lived to be 110. He saw the third generations of Ephraim's children and also the children of Mekir, the son of Manasseh, were placed at the birth, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to aid, to your aid and take you up out of this land. He promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at age 110. After that, they embalmed him and he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. Hmm. Pretty sure Joseph had a decent coffin too. All right, that, that funeral probably was big. Oh yeah. The whole nation, it, it, the whole nation of Egypt was, you know, got to be on their knees crying. <laughs> but dang. So that means this brings us to the end of Genesis, man. This brings wow. us to the end of Genesis. Been a good amount of chapters. That's interesting. Bittersweet, bittersweet, because each story take on a new texture. No lie. And then from Abraham, it was just, it was just like just one continuation after continuation. Because you know, we heard about Seth, right? And then they go on, they went like so many generations later, and then we get to Noah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then a couple of generations down and then we get to Abraham. So it's like, it wasn't too much of a correlation before Abraham, you know? And it's like, like, it's just, I just feel like these stories are very juicy, very interesting, like attention grabbing stories and just based on real life. Yeah. I mean, it's been a fun ride. I think we got something special planned from the audience. So I ain't going to steal too much thunder for that. But <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's kind of interesting, like 50 chapters in Genesis. So we've made, made it to the end. Got a lot more to go, but I mean, just even thinking back on this, this, the chapters we read tonight, it's just, it just shows how in the end, everything still worked out. And I mean, that's, it's a weird theme to think about, but like in the end, everything still worked out. Like, even if we talk about Abraham, we talked about, um, you mentioned it, Seth. Uh, even now, Joseph, in the end, everything still worked out. And we, and we even could see from the blessing that was placed upon Joseph 
though your enemies attacked you, your arms not get limber and you still had your bow and your arrow in your hand and you were still able to overcome the obstacles in front of you because of God who was with you. I think like that's a blessing we got to hold on to. Go for it. But you know, it's interesting to me. It looked like, it looked like the, um, the sons of Joseph were actually um, heading down uh, like the wrong path, bro. Like we can see where Abraham had sons who had sons or whatever. And it's like, we waiting for this nation to be great. You know, we waiting for this nation to be great. By the time it get to Jacob and Esau, we you, you ain't really too. And there's the only brothers he ain't really too clear where this nation headed, where, mm-hmm. where my descendants headed. But then um, Israel's sons start getting way worse. Like, they was nobody, nobody else had to deal with that. Abraham's sons, he had a son who was a wild donkey of a mom, but we don't know him. Killer on, you know what I mean? But then Jacob's sons sleeping with, with this trying prostitute trying to kill, trying to kill her. You know what I'm saying? The next two just killing Joseph had to t- tell them Joseph had to snitch on them for, for doing ungodly things. Some of the other ones. And then at the same time, you have your firstborn son who was just to defile your couch and your bed type of situation. Right. So looking at his sons and the, the story looked like it was, it was going down a path for the, for the worse, you know, but it's just so funny because like it only take one righteous person to mm-hmm. turn this whole situation up, upside down. You know, and it's a blessing that Jacob was able to, you know, just despite all your brothers being this type of way, Jacob was, um, Joseph was still the person to say, I'm going to be the lone wolf and I'll stand against the grain, even at risk of you hating me. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what God wants us. God wants me to do. I'm going to be a righteous man in the risk of going to jail. You know what I'm saying? In the risk of being in Egypt, in a place where no one else feels this way but me, and I can't even build and grow off of other people. Joseph probably didn't even get to study as much while a slave, because mm. in Egypt, they might not have had these type of scripts, like manuscripts. They may have, may, maybe not, you know, because I Joseph, when he was in Potiphar's house, like, you know, he had, he had a certain amenities, I would imagine. So if they did, he was able to study there. He spent a lot of time in jail too. But it's like it's I I like the way the story ends, and I'm saying story loosely because this is a true story, you know. Story and I, I right I like the way how God resolves everything, you know. There's a resolution at the end. We saw this. We saw this family, and <laughs> you saw this this um this this group of brothers. They was on a path going downhill, you know. But the Lord preserves. And we see how it's because of the sake of the righteousness. So in the world that we living in now, we can look and we can see all bad, all bad, all bad. Even even in the church, we can see scandals. You know, we can see people, pastors abusing their platform in, in crazy ways and just becoming rich off of people, just manipulating people, right? But at the same time, you could you could be very sure that by the hand of the righteous or by the work of the righteous, God's will, Will be done. Will be done. What a happy ending. Here we see Jacob and his family all get the closure they thought they could only dream of. And what a better way of ending the introduction to the Bible than to see the righteous prevailing and God keeping his promises. But we're not quite done with Genesis. We've put together a crash course summary of everything we've learned so far. 
And we've also included every single guest that spent time with us in Genesis. But we'll talk about it in depth on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nikaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week.